0: chapter number eight of wilderness babies this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by april six zero nine zero california united states of america wilderness babies by julia augusta schwartz the bear one that sleeps all winter out in the woods the snow fell deeper and deeper it piled higher and higher around the hollow tree in which the mother bear and her two little bears were sleeping the snow had drifted over the opening and made it all dark inside once in a while the two babies woke up and whimpered for more milk as they tumbled clumsily about on the bed of leaves then the old bear opened her sleepy eyes and licked their glossy little black bodies while she nursed them after that they all fell drowsily quiet again and slept and slept So the weeks slipped away while the babies sucked milk or slept, snuggled close to their big, warm, furry mother. She had been sleeping all winter, the autumn before she had crept into the hollow tree to stay until spring. She did not eat a mouthful in all that time. Now, as the days grew warmer outside, the old mother bear began to feel more wide awake. One morning she pawed a hole, through the snow at the opening of the hollow and crawled out to find something to eat the two little bears had their eyes open at last they lay still on the nest and blinked at the light that shone dimly in through the hole now and then they heard the soft plop of a bunch of snow dropping from the evergreen trees in the woods the bare branches of the aspens clicked together in the march wind they heard the gurgle of water lapping over melting ice the tap 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 of a woodpecker on the bark of their hollow tree sounded like thunder inside once a red squirrel ran squeaking over the snow outside before very long they heard footsteps thumping softly up to the hole and their mother's big black body came scrambling in the two cubs whined for joy and rubbed against her legs they were hungry again and wanted their dinner the thin old bear had not found much to eat herself it was too early in the year for berries and the ants were still in their underground homes. She had caught a frog in the brook and found a few blades of grass to munch. After that she went out every day, for it seemed as if she grew hungrier and hungrier. Once she found a frozen deer. After eating all she could of it, she covered the rest with leaves until the next day. Sometimes she caught a chipmunk under a log. It was only in the early spring that the old black bear ate much meat for usually she liked fruit and roots and nuts better. Meanwhile, the two little bears stayed safe in the den till their teeth were cut and the claws grew sharp and strong. Then they played outside for a little every day. They wrestled together and tumbled about in the sunshine, like clumsy puppies. They were careful not to creep too far away from the den. At any strange sound or smell, away they scampered headfirst into the hole, with their little wrinkled black feet kicking out behind them at last they were strong enough to set out on their travels with the old mother very likely she gave them each a good washing and combing before they started she could use her forepaws like hands when the cubs squealed and tried to bite while she was brushing them she slapped them with her big paws she could use her paws for digging and for carrying food to her mouth with the sharp claws she could tear meat or logs to pieces the two little ones must have been delighted to think of leaving the tiresome den in the hollow tree like all bears they love to travel down the valley they ambled stepping clumsily on, on the flat soles of their feet bears do not walk lightly on their toes as do the graceful animals who belong to the cat family the old mother moved on with her head held low while the babies waddled after her they did not look around much at the wonderful mountains with the dark evergreens and rocks scattered over the yellow gravel. They did not notice the blue sky above, for their close-set eyes were rather near-sighted. Though they could not see very well, they sniffed keenly at every strange smell. There were many new delicious smells of warm earth and green plants, and furry rabbits and squirrels and birds, and strawberry blossoms. The cubs imitated their mother in everything she did, They stepped in the same foot-tracks and jumped over the same logs at the same places. Whenever she stopped to sniff, they rose on their little hind legs and twitched their pointed brown noses in the air. Once they came to a footprint in the gravel. It was a footprint of a grizzly bear ever so much bigger than the old black bear. The cubs looked at their mother to see how she was acting. Then they copied her. They drew back their lips from their white teeth and growled baby growls while their little eyes gleamed and the hairs on their backs ruffled up stiffly grizzlies sometimes killed black bears soon they reached the spruce grove where the red ants lived scattered over the gravel there were rounded hills with tiny red creatures hurrying in and out of their holes and around and to and fro the little bears looked at the ants and then watched their mother as she sat down beside a hill and licked up a mouthful after a minute down they sat and scraped their pointed tongues over the ant-hills the ants tasted as sour as vinegar and made the young ones wrinkle their noses just at first because they were used to drinking sweet milk more than once a fierce little ant gave a nipping bite to the red tongues that squirmed over the gravel that made the babies squeal and rub their mouths with their paws When some ants crawled up on their fur, the bears licked them off without getting any gravel mixed in. As the morning sunshine grew warmer, the cubs began to feel tired and sleepy. It had been such an exciting day ever since starting out from the old den at sunrise. The mother walked off to a shady spot under thick evergreens, and they all curled down for a nap. The babies snuggled close together, curling their paws and tucking their noses into their fur. Closing their eyes while their fat little sides heaved in a long sigh of content, they fell fast asleep. Those ants had tasted so good! Very early, every morning, the two cubs set off with their mother to find something to eat. In the heat of the day, they took a nap. Late in the afternoon, they went out again and feasted till dark, or even later, when berries were plenty. Sometimes they slept in a hollow log, or in a cave, or in a sheltered thicket. Before lying down, the old bear was always careful to walk several hundred yards in the same direction in which the wind was blowing. If any enemy happened to follow their trail while they were asleep, they could smell him in the wind and get away in time. One night they really did smell a wolf coming nearer and nearer. They stole off through the woods. The old mother showed the cubs how to step softly, setting down each big padded foot where it broke no stick and rustled no leaf the bears learned to eat all sorts of food there were the delightfully sour ants in their hills or hidden under rocks and old logs the cubs soon grew strong enough to turn over the rocks and logs for themselves leaning on one foreleg each little fellow raised the stone with the other foreleg and gave it a shove backward so that it would not fall on his toes Away rolled the stone, and down went the greedy head to lick up every ant in sight. Then a sweep of a paw uncovered the beetles and worms and crickets that had run to hide deeper. Sometimes the old mother gripped her claws in both sides of a rotten log and tore it open. The little bears gobbled up the worms and insects inside as fast as they could. All the spring and early summer the three bears hunted for worms and insects in this way they dug up wild roots with their noses just as pigs do one day the cubs smelled a delicious smell near a flat stone they hurried to push the stone away and there they found a heap of nuts they stuffed their mouths full at once while the little chipmunk to whom the nuts belonged squeaked angrily at them from under a heavy rock later in the summer the berries were ripe that was the time for little bears to be happy first the fragrant red strawberries grew red in the fields The berries were so small and the hungry mouths were so large that many a bite was mixed with leaves and grass. However, the cubs did not object to that, even when a fat white grub or two was pulled up with the roots of the strawberry plants. After the strawberries, other berries ripened along the bank of the river at the edge of the woods. The mother bear knew just where the biggest ones grew. Many a happy day they spent picking the fruit. When the weather was cloudy and cool, they did not stop for naps. Each one walked along from bush to bush, raising his head and wrapping his tongue around a branch. Then with a downward pull, he stripped off leaves and berries and all, and munched and munched. They could stand on their hind feet to reach the higher branches. The bears had broad grinding teeth in the sides of their jaws, and so they could chew their food. Animals like the cat and the dog only have cutting teeth they tear their food into pieces small enough to swallow and then gulp it down without chewing at noon they went down to the river for a drink first they snuffed around carefully and then lapped up the water if the day was very warm the cubs waded in and lay down to cool off sometimes the old mother took her nap lying in the water once in a while they caught a frog or a live fish by giving a jump and quick slap before it could swim away in late summer the wild plums ripened in the woods the old bear shook the trees and sent the red fruit hailing down upon the scrambling cubs on one specially delightful day they found a hollow tree in which bees had been storing honey for the winter they saw the bees buzzing around a hole high up on the trunk one of the cubs climbed up wrapping his hind legs around the tree he held on with one forepaw while with the other he dipped out the honey and stuffed it into his mouth all about him the air was gray with bees they stung him on the nose and ears and eyelids. He did not mind that much, except when one bit his tongue. Then he thrust out his tongue and mumbled and growled for a moment. He had never before eaten anything so delicious as honey. After the pleasant summer came the frosty autumn with its ripening nuts. The cubs climbed trees and sat on the branches, with their black legs dangling. The old bear shook the trees to bring down the nuts once she shook so hard that one of the little bears lost his hold and fell he tumbled down in such a limp soft heap that he was not hurt at all but bounded up again like a rubber ball at another time the mother saw a big grizzly bear coming through the woods when the cubs heard her warning grunt they shot up the tree like jumping jacks and hid in the thick leaves near the top they were safe for the grizzly was too heavy and its claws were too long for climbing Grizzly bears are the largest beasts of prey in the world. Sometimes, when very hungry, they will eat their cousins, the black bears. The days kept growing colder little by little, and twilight came a few minutes sooner every evening. The air was frosty at night, and somehow the three bears felt drowsier and drowsier. Their naps lasted longer every afternoon. On some cold days they curled up on dry ledges in the sunshine and slept from morning to night. They were sleek and fat from their feasts of acorns and nuts. All this while the old mother bear was becoming more and more cross. When the cubs tried to play with her, she slapped them and pushed them away whimpering. It was time for them to take care of themselves. Very likely she did not want to be bothered with them all winter long. So one day the two little bears walked off by themselves. They roamed through the woods looking for some place which would be a warm den. One of them dug a cozy hole under a big root and curled down for his winter's sleep. The other crept between two rocks that almost touched over his head. Outside the snow began to fall. It blew in through the cracks and, and powdered down upon the little bears' thick fur. Very soon it had stuffed all the cracks and drifted higher over the rocks and logs. It went whirling from the ledges into the valleys. It fell deeper and deeper over the three dens and shut out the cold. The little bears breathed more and more slowly, with their noses warm in their furry forearms. Their little fat sides rose and fell ever so faintly. Their hearts beat more softly. They were fast asleep for the winter, while the snow fell and the icy winds blew on the mountains without. End of chapter 8